that special touch of God's excellence in you. That special touch of God's excellence in you. That special touch of God's excellence in you. Well, good afternoon. Here we are. I'm Carol Stanley, and you are listening to KLAY 1180 on your AM dial. Or if you are happen to be listening to us via a computer or device, we are klay1180.com. And just, you know what, when you go on that website, you just click the little, uh, it's like a little, oh, bubble <laughs> up top that says listen in now. And at 2 o'clock, just click that and here we are. Um, I hope it's, I hope you're having a wonderful, a wonderful day. Here we are. It's very close to Halloween, and the world goes a little nuts at this time of year about Halloween. I tell you, I have more friends that um, that I know that are just kind of out there crazy about Halloween, and, uh, and it is a fun time. And we all remember as kids dressing up and going trick-or-treating and so forth. And so today I'm going to share with you a little bit of the history of all that because it's just kind of interesting. But anyway, uh, as I do every Sunday, I want to begin with Jesus Calling. This is my favorite of all uh, the devotionals that I have. This is my favorite because it's Jesus himself talking to you and me, to our hearts. And so today's goes like this. Linger in my presence a while. Now remember, this is Jesus talking to us. Linger in my presence a while. Rein in your impulses to plunge into this day's activities. Beginning your day alone with me is essential preparation for success. A great athlete takes time to prepare himself mentally for the feat ahead of him before he moves a muscle. Similarly, your time is being in, pardon me. Similarly, your time of being still in my presence equips you for the day ahead of you. Only I know what will happen to you this day. I have arranged the events you will encounter as you go along your way. If you are not adequately equipped for the journey, you will grow weary and lose heart. Relax with me while I ready you for action. And that whole beautiful thing was taken from Ephesians 2.10, which says this, For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. And also from Hebrews 12, 3, it says this, Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men so that you will not grow weary and not lose heart. I love this. Uh, I love this whole book because it just, every day when I read it, it's like Jesus reading my mail. And uh, those of us who <laughs> know what that feels like, wow, it's, it's so reassuring to your heart. But I love when he talks about prepare, you know, you, you have to, an athlete has to prepare mentally for the feet ahead of him before he moves a muscle. And that's so true in life in general. And what, what I do in terms of helping people speak and sing and present really well in front of any audience, audience of one, audience of few, audience of many, I, it's so important. I totally agree with this. You must you must uh, be in God's presence and allow him to prepare your spirit and your mind before you can physically speak or sing appropriately. 
And that is so true because we are spirit, mind, body, and science even has proven that spirit drives your mind, your mind drives your physical brain, and your brain drives your body. And they all interact. So what he says to us in terms of being truly allowing him to just really infuse us with his power and his presence is so, so important. Um, It's just life-giving. What else can I say? It's life-giving. And he remember that in Ephesians also, he not only tells us where his workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which he prepared for us to do, but it says in the very first of that book, uh, Ephesians 1, 4, it says, before the foundation of the earth, he knew you and designed all these wonderful things for you. He knew you and he called you faultless. I love that line because I know I'm not faultless, but to know that God's grace sees me as faultless and that my job in life is to live into what he sees gives me such hope and such assured peace in my life. So I love, love, love that. Um, I'm going to share with you in the next few minutes here. So what is this thing called Halloween? Well, Halloween is a contraction, really, for All Hallows' Evening, or in other words, the evening before All Saints' Day and All Hallows' Eve or All Saints' Eve, if you will. And it's a spooky celebration observed every year in a number of countries uh, on October 31st, right? The eve of the Western Christian Feast of All Hallows' Day, or as we know it, All Saints' Day. Now, this is the deal. The Americanized Halloween that we experience today actually originated in the Celtic uh, fringes of Britain and was adapted over the decades of Christian or by Christian traditions, immigrants, con- uh, conventions, and an insatiable desire for sweets. I mean, let's face it, that's kind of how it all came about. So the history goes like this. The origin of the festival is disputed, but there are both pagan and Christian practices that have evolved into what Halloween is like today. Some believe it originated from the Celtic pagan festival of Samhain, meaning summer's end, which celebrated which celebrated the end of the harvest season. It kind of makes sense. So the Gaels, or Celtics, believed that it was a time when the walls between our world, excuse me, might I correct your pronunciation? Oh, yes, please. It is pronounced Samhain. <laughs> oh, I have a Celt in the room, and it's Selwyn. Forgive me, Mick. I love it when I get corrected on the air. It's awesome. So it's Selwyn. I love it. This guy is Irish. He knows what he's saying. Okay. Ah, at any rate, Selwyn, which it isn't even spelled remotely like that, just so you know, Mick, but that's okay. So <laughs> anyway, it was a time when, when they believed that the walls between the worlds, um, our world and the next, became very thin and porous, allowing spirits to pass through, come back to uh, life on the day, and, uh, and damage their crops. Now, places were set at the dinner table to appease these and welcome these spirits. <clears throat> the Gales would also, or, or Celtics, would also offer food and drink and light bonfire to ward off these evil spirits. The origin of trick or treating and dressing up were in the 16th century in Ireland, Scotland, and Wales, where people went door to door in costume asking for food in exchange for a poem or a song. 
Many dressed up as souls of the dead and were understood to be protecting themselves from the spirits by impersonating them. More about that in just a second. But the Christian origin of the holiday is that it falls on the days between the Feast of All Hallows, which was set in 18th century to attempt to stamp out pagan celebrations. Christians would honor saints and pray for souls who have not yet reached heaven. Now, we're going to dispel some of this, so hang on. Uh, The Celts dressed up in white and blackened their faces during the festival of, oh, good grief, Sanhan? What did he say? Salwin. Salwin, thank you. I got a short memory here, Salwin, because it isn't even remotely spelled like that. Okay, the festival of Salwin to trick the evil spirits that they believed were were roaming the earth before All Saints Day on November first. By the 11th century, this had been adapted by the church into the tradition called souling which is seen as being the origin of trick-or-treating. Children would go door-to-door asking for soul cakes in exchange for praying for the souls of friends and relatives. They went dressed up as angels, demons, or saints. The soul cakes were sweet with a cross marked on top, and when eaten, they represented a soul being freed from purgatory. Now, Nicholas Rogers, a historian uh, at York University, says that when people prayed for the dead at Hallow Mass, they dressed up. When praying for fertile marriages, the boys' choristers in the churches dressed up as virgins. And this is funny, I think. So there was a certain degree of cross-dressing in the actual ceremony of All Hallows' Eve. (laughs) Oh, dear. Okay. So in the 19th century, souling gave way to guising or uh, mumming when children would offer songs, poetry, and jokes instead of prayer in exchange for fruit or money. Isn't it interesting how we can... (laughs) <laughs> throw a prayer over in a flash for for other crazy things when prayer is such an important, very serious matter. Anyway, so trick-or-treating. The phrase, the phrase trick-or-treat was first used in America in 1927 with their tradi- traditions brought over to America by immigrants. Guising gave way to threatening pranks in exchange for sweet sweets. Uh, what is the history of Halloween? and uh, Saint All Saints Day, it is believed that the first All Saints Day occurred in May of 609 or 610. And the association of All Saints Day with other pagan festivals is unclear, but seems to be based on the date and the focus on the dead. Lumeralia was a Rome, Roman festival wherein people would exercise, exercise ghosts of the dead from their homes. It occurred the same day as the Pantheon dedication. The October-November date is marked by the Gaelic. Say it again, Andrew. Salwin. Salwin. <laughs> Thank you. It was believed that the door to the other, other world, forgive me, was open on this night. Families welcomed the dead by their clothes and turned their clothes inside out. To bribe the, these spirits, if you will, for favor, food was left at the doorstep, and to ward them off, turnips were carved into lanterns. Interesting how we've evolved to pumpkins. But people also went door to door to ask for food or firewood for the bonfire feast, the inspiration for trick-or-treating. So whether Roman Catholic, uh, whether Roman Catholic or Celtic, All Saints Day roots are firmly set in the global phenomenon phenomenon known collectively as the Festival of the Dead. 
Ancient cultures from across Europe, Asia, and the Americas set time aside, often after the harvest, to remember and venerate their deceased ancestors. Some celebrations were designed to fondly remember loved ones and draw their spirits to visit family. Others were meant to cleanse the spirits of the dead from the places of the living. In sects that believed in purgatory, All Saints Day is used to pray for the soul's in purgatory so they can be released to heaven now we're going to take a quick break and when i come back i'm going to quickly finish this because the church and the bible says nothing of all of this and so i want to share that with you be right back special touch of god's excellence in you that special touch of god's excellence in you Have you experienced a lot of anti-aging claims with no results? Do you struggle with brain fog? Can't find your keys? Do you have low energy at times? I invite you to experience a revolutionary breakthrough anti-aging skin and brain technology with the one and only Brenda Lee, your go-to anti-aging professional. Please call her at 206-769-1700. Again, 206-769-1700. FLCC or Family Life Community Church is a great church where they love God, love people, and love life. FLCC is a family church where friends are family and family is first. Join them this Sunday at 9 a.m. or 10.30 a.m. And remember, there's children's ministry, from 0 to 6th grade. They are located at 1925 South 341st Place in Federal Way, Washington or fl-cc.com. Have you ever wanted a second chance to make a great first impression? Have the jitters taken you out when speaking publicly to a crowd or even a few people? Would you like to know more how to present with confidence and presence? I invite you to go to thatspecialtouchofexcellence.coachesconsole.com to receive a free gift and click on the products to register for the transformational program that suits you best. I look forward to working with you to make you shine with brilliance. That special touch of God's excellence in you. Special touch of God's excellence in you. That special touch. Well, we're back this afternoon. I hope you've got some nice hot cider or hot tea or something yummy in front of you. And we're going to finish up. We were talking before we uh, did the little break here. We were talking about the history of Halloween. And uh, it's always just kind of fun and interesting to me. But I want to get to the part it about the fact that, you know what, although our modern celebration of Halloween has religious influences, there is nothing biblical about this holiday. It is affiliated with All Saints Day, but even that holiday is not supported by Scripture. The Bible does not tell us to pray for the dead. There is no purgatory the dead need to escape from. The spirits of the dead do not come back to visit us on earth. And although the Bible does not forbid us from remembering our loved ones, neither does it ordain the practice. And attempting to contact them uh, was actually punishable by death in uh, Leviticus in early Bible times. So 
you know, it may not be a good idea to, to try and uh, get into all that. But Christians should celebrate Halloween to the extent that they feel the freedom to do so, and to the degree that the particular practices do not celebrate the occult. That's really important that we as Christians stay away from the occult and just, you know, we don't want to uh, enlighten it, or, or meaning throw light on it. We want to basically, um, we want to just work for God. That, that's no better way to say that. With this in mind, the various pieces of Halloween can be analyzed individually for their current cultural and personal significance. It is not biblical to endorse or represent demons, evil, sin, or anything that would lead another to sin. But there is no injunction in the Bible against making lanterns out of gourds or pumpkins, wearing superhero or princess costumes, and asking neighbors for candy. Many churches and Christian organizations have Halloween alternatives like harvest parties. Others encourage their members to use Halloween to meet neighbors in hopes of sharing the truth and the gospel. At the same time, if the origins of Halloween convict a Christian to reject the entire holiday, he or she should not feel you know, a problem with doing so, while giving others the freedom to act on their own beliefs. Within the church, we are not to judge anyone who uses their Christian liberty in a way that contradicts our personal convictions. Romans 14, 4 through 6 says this, One person esteems one day as better than another, while another esteems all days alike. Each one should be fully convinced in his own mind. The one who observes the day observes it in honor of the Lord. That's an important point in this scripture. Going on with the scripture, it says this, The one who eats, eats in honor of the Lord, since he gives thanks to God, while the, uh, while the one who abstains, abstains in honor of the Lord and gives thanks to God as well. So, our heart attitude should not be one that tries to justify the secular tradition of Halloween, nor should it be one that seeks out evil intent where there is none. Instead, we should strive to glorify God in all we do. Whether we go trick-or-treating, attend a harvest party, or ignore the day altogether, our action should reflect God's leading on our own lives and hearts. So I hope that was helpful for you today. And guess what? We've got, we've got a wonderful guest in studio today that we... Actually, he was a sponsor earlier on in this whole endeavor, and he is a missionary that loves the Lord and has gone to Africa many times and many other parts of the world. Would you please, with me, welcome Merritt Hunt. Yay! Hey. <laughs> Thank you, Carol. Yeah, well, so nice to have you, Merritt. Nice to be here. Good. So, Merritt, tell me, you were, you were up, last time you and I talked and we had the commercial and so forth, we were really um, helping to share that you were with L3 uh, International. Would you explain what that is and what you did with them? L3 International, I, I love the name. Usually a name would kind of represent who you are. And Nate Tanner, who is the president of that organization, L3 stands for the least, the lost, and the little. And I had oh, the good privilege. Yeah, I, love that. I had the good privilege to meet him uh, about three years ago in India. We were doing a crusade in uh, southern India, and he was doing one. And uh, we started a, a friendship relationship. Uh, and uh, he's a young man. Uh, he's 35 years old. 
I'm so excited that he is moving to Post Falls, Idaho. His name again is? Is Nate Tanner. Nate, Nate Tanner. Okay. He's, he's, uh, he's, he's seen over a million people receive Christ, and he's one of my mentors. I you love know, it. I, I, I tell people it's nice to have a mentor that's 30 years younger than you, you know? so. Well, you know what, Merritt? That brings me to, again, this is like having coffee sitting here just talking back and forth. And what I love about the way God works and his plan is that you, you're sitting here with your son, Andrew, and yet there is beautiful wisdom that comes from Andrew to you, yeah. to me, and vice versa. We can... You know, God has given us wisdom through the years. Let's hope he's given us some wisdom yeah. <laughs> through the years. And if we follow him, you know darn good and well he's done that. And But there is also beautiful wisdom that comes from our younger associates and children, etc., that we really need to open up and listen to, which is why I'm against <laughs> yeah. segregating people in churches and in society for that matter. You know, yes. we, we take the elderly and we put them over here all, all with themselves, and yet the vibrancy, and now they're proving it again, which, duh, God has told us this all along, but they're proving that the, the, the way we actually thrive in life is to remain connected with the younger generations as we get older. Absolutely. And it's healthy for the younger, and it's healthy for uh, the older. So anyway, please continue. <laughs> so well, tell me what I, you yeah. I, what you I would just like to add to what you said. Sure. Jesus himself said that unless you become like a child, you won't even see the kingdom of God. You won't even enter into the kingdom of God. So I think uh, we can learn from one another. We don't have it all together. No. If we humble ourselves... We can learn, and that's that's the thing. I, I know I don't have all the answers. I just want to be better. I want to reach more people. And if somebody has reached a million people, he could be 12 years old. I'm going to pick his brain. You got it. Absolutely. <laughs> well, and the Lord was certainly that way at 12, right? That's right. That's right. Well, so tell me, so you went with L3. When we were running your commercials, it was about your trip to Ghana, was it not? Yeah, I'm getting lost in the trips. We went to uh, we went to Ghana in February. We went to Zambia, and Tanzania. That was the trip in May. That was the trip. Yeah, that was the trip. I don't Zambia. know what the trip. It just, was the May trip. Yeah. Trust me, <laughs> I know. Okay, all right. But what happened there? We went with a team of twenty twenty three people. Wow. Ages from, well, I guess I was a senior man on the team. I was sixty seven, all the way down to about. 18 or 19. Oh, I love it. We were from as far away as Sweden, Ohio, Kansas City. I was the sole person from Washington. But we, what we all had in common was we wanted to reach people for Jesus Christ. We had people with youth of the mission. And we all came together with our strengths and our talents. And through that 10 days in country, uh, through going into villages, Lost villages, but not lost to God. Right. God had their hearts. We saw the gospel presented with the different talents, use of a mission with their skits, drama, music. Uh, we did a four-day crusade. We were in the schools, one-on-one, mm. -on -one, wherever we'd go, wherever people had breath, we were reaching people, and we kind of tallied up the numbers. There was over 75 people that gave their life to Jesus Christ. So don't say... 
that people aren't ready to hear. People are no, ready to aren't. hear, and there's a harvest going all, out all over the world right now. In the times absolutely. That we live there is absolutely a harvest everywhere because people's hearts were designed by God for love and for him. Who was it? Was it Copernic- Copernicus who said, I think it was one of the earlier um, scientists who talked about the God-shaped hole in us and mm-hmm. so forth. And this course has been quoted by by many people. It originally was um, work from Augustine that he, when he said there's this God-shaped hole yeah. in, in man that only God fills yeah. and that it's there for every... Um, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Um, just you reminded me of something. I think it was Nietzsche who kind of talked about this God-shaped hole in a way where he was seeing it he grew up as a minister's kid, and he noticed that society had lost something quite substantial, and it was the removal of God in all of its institutions. So Ooh, I love it that, It was Andrew. the cohesion that God provided that made everything work together. Yeah. And as that has slowly, you know, been, I would say, you know, made brittle. It's made everything brittle, and so people, their lives, they get shattered and they lose meaning and i think meaning in our society a lot of people struggle with that and Mm -hmm. so yeah i think people are ready to receive something that provides that meaning and that structure which yeah which god certainly fills that that need thank you andrew andrew is uh merit's son and megan is his mom and she is a vocal student of mine and i love her to pieces in fact we're getting her all ready to go on your next your next uh, ventures abroad, mm-hmm. Merritt, because she has an incredible voice that God has given her, and uh, it's been so beautiful to watch her just open up and blossom. She yes, is. She's absolutely. a marvelous woman. She is. There is such depth in Megan, and uh, she is. I, I like. I say. I cannot say enough good things about Megan Hunt. So yeah. you you done good. Yeah. When you picked her, <laughs> it was so, definitely a gift from God. <coughs> yes, <coughs> she is. <coughs> so. So tell me more about what you saw in when you were in Zambia. Because I know that many, many, how many people do you think heard the message of the gospel? Well, um, the, last, the last night of the crusade, I've got this picture. I, I was privileged to speak that last night. And there was like 180 degrees. You could see people is back as far as a football field. Mm. I would say that we had close, that last night we had close to eight to 10,000 people. And the thought hit me that last night, Carol. You know, I, I, I was meditating on the words of Jesus. And one of the words, Jesus said seven things on the cross. And one thing he said was, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they do. And this overwhelming feeling came as I addressed the people. I realized that all these people had been forgiven already. Mm-hmm. But many of them didn't know that. They didn't realize that this gift was free, that they had to receive it. It was nothing they had to work for, nothing they had to earn. And my heart went out to them, and I wanted to see them all receive. Yes. Of course, there's a real enemy. There's a real deceptive spirit. But we saw we saw five or 600 people respond to the gospel that night. So we were very thankful for wow. that. Wow, that is. That's cool. Really cool. Um, <coughs> so tell me. Where your next trip is is headed? We are getting geared up. It's uh, you know to gear up for a trip. You, it's always your your visas and making sure your passports all set up and the airfare and uh, the connections and 
putting together the flyer to encourage people to join you. But we'll be going to um, Rwanda, where there was the genocide many mm. years back. And then from there, we'll do a three-day crusade there, which will run from uh, January 29th to February 1st. And then from there, we will go to Ghana, where we're establishing a uh, beachhead to reach Western Africa through World Outreach Ministry Foundation out of, out of Tacoma, Washington. And uh, we're working with a young man there, building schools, infrastructure, and presenting the gospel and bringing the gospel into different villages in that area right there. Wow, that's great. Uh, Merritt, we're going to take another quick break, and then we'll come right back, and we'll keep this going. Let's How's do that? it. Let's okay, do it. so refresh your hot cider or your tea and get ready to come right back with Merritt Hunt. Special touch of God's excellence in you. That special touch of God's excellence in you. Have you experienced a lot of anti-aging claims with no results? Do you struggle with brain fog? Can't find your keys? Do you have low energy at times? I invite you to experience a revolutionary breakthrough anti-aging skin and brain technology with the one and only Brenda Lee, your go-to anti-aging professional. Please call her at 206-769-1700. Again, 206-769-1700. FLCC or Family Life Community Church is a great church where they love God, love people, and love life. FLCC is a family church where friends are family and family is first. Join them this Sunday at 9 a.m. or 10.30 a.m. And remember, there's children's ministry from 0 to 6th grade. They are located at 1925 South 341st Place in Federal Way, Washington. Or fl-cc.com Have you ever wanted a second chance to make a great first impression? Have the jitters taken you out when speaking publicly to a crowd or even a few people? Would you like to know more how to present with confidence and presence? I invite you to go to thatspecialtouchofexcellence.coachesconsole.com to receive a free gift and click on the products to register for the transformational program that suits you best. I look forward to working with you to make you you shine with brilliance. That special touch of God's excellence in you. That special touch of God's excellence in you. That special touch of God's well, here we are back again this afternoon. I'm Carol Stanley, and we are on KLAY 1180 on your AM dial or KLAY1180.com if you are listening to us anywhere in the world. We are, we are worldwide. I love it because we're on the web. Um, I want to mention to you, uh, we're, we've been talking with Merritt Hunt and his ministry, and his son is here with him, Andrew. And the thing, I, I just... My heart is basically all about missions as well, Merritt. And what I want to really help encourage people to do is to go see the movie called Same Kind of Different as Me. Because what you're about with your missions uh, going to the African nations reminds me of this movie because this movie is all about us 
reaching out in love to make a difference in this world with the homeless, with our neighbors, with people across across the world, but right next door as well. And that's the point of the movie, Same Kind of Different as Me. It's the story of Ron Hall and Denver, um, his, his buddy Denver, and how they meet up and how they... It, it, Ron is such an incredible, this is a true story, and I met Ron when I was in Dallas, and he is the most precious man, and he didn't start out that way, even though God has always seen him as precious, right? But his wife was the one that had such an incredible heart towards the homeless in their, uh, in Dallas, their Fort Worth, uh-huh. where they were living, and how she brought him into, and thank God he didn't get hard-nosed and say, no, 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 even though he fought it. But he came alongside, and what God did in that movie to Ron's heart and to Denver's heart, you got to go and find out about Denver. Denver is a cool guy. But anyway, you must go see this movie. It's right here uh, in most of our local theaters right now, and it's a lovely, lovely movie, but it will bless your heart. I don't care who you are. It'll bless your heart and help you to realize True stories are happening all the time. Yeah, they are. Making a difference in our world. Absolutely. And, and in fact, we got, you know, encouraged today. Finding Your Purpose, which my new book really helps you do as well. Uh, Born to be Awesome is the name of my new book coming out. And I am all about helping people to reach their excellence, to reach their purpose so they can truly make the difference and be happy doing it. And you've done that for years. You know, I'm, I am so thankful. I mean, I could have missed it so easy. Um, I got involved in the business world in 1980, and I kind of went underground, you know, and uh, I could have missed all the excitement, all the joy of missions. And I just, have to, I just have to thank my daughter, Joanna. When she was 18 years old, I asked her, I said, Joanna, what would you like to do now that you're graduating from, from high school? And she's, Dad? I want to go to Africa. Wow. And a friend of mine and a mentor of mine that helped me so much, Ron DeVore, for years he'd been after me to go to Africa. And I'm sure, or, you know, I'm sure we've all been asked to go someplace in fear, doubt, not knowing if I'd had anything to offer. But when my daughter decided to go to Africa, I knew we would hook, her, hook him up with Ron, with Ron. And we got together, and uh, I knew I was going to go. And, well, I think uh, part of that story is you didn't want her to go alone. So, <laughs> well, when as she, a good dad, when she, yeah, that's right. When she went, uh, there's no way that she was going to go alone. I, I figured right. I'd go kill all the spiders and the uh, oh, right. snakes. Never saw a snake since I've been there. Uh, wasn't it her who was swimming in the Nile? So, yeah, that's yeah. another time. Yeah, she, <laughs> wow. But uh, she stayed there for three months. We were there for three weeks, but it rocked my world, and I haven't been the same since. And we've. We've been doing missions since 2001. My husband and I, Mike, and my, I feel that way about, uh, we certainly were really called by the Holy Spirit to go to, to Russia at the time. Mm. And this was, oh my gosh, this was in the late 90s when Russia was just opening up. But sure. there was a, a wonderful thing called co-mission that was pulling different parachurch organizations together and taking this incredible program to the educational system in Russia at their request, by the way. Mm-hmm. Their um, minister of, of education came to Campus Crusade for Christ and said, would you guys come, you know, pull together and come and 
teach us about the Christian values because we know wow. that those work in the real world. Wow is wow. right. And I was part of that that whole huge there were many teams that went, but I was part of a really large team that went. And it was Christians from all over the US came together and we were you know what's so cool is that God asks you to step you were talking about, you know, fear and not knowing the unknown. He asks you to lower your expectations and just trust him. That's right. Mm -hmm. And it is so cool when you do that, as you know, Mary. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You just, you discover he is so real. He is so real. And it's hard for us to do that in this culture, but it's so important to do it in this culture, in any culture. So tell me about what you're going to do in uh, Ghana January. We're going to go to Rwanda first, and uh, again, uh, I'm visiting a pastor who uh, actually, I had met him 10 years prior in Bible school. He was crawling to Bible school, and I I judged the man, just sharing my heart, I judged the man, said, what could God ever do for him? He went back to his home nation, started three churches, and I'm going to go and support him. I love it. And, and do a three-day crusade. Was this the guy? Okay, why was he crawling? Because I, I he think, was bit by a snake. Right. He's got a great book out called Un- Unlimited and uh, the struggle, the potential, the potential in the human heart is huge. the potential in the people that's here in this program right now. Yeah. The potential that we all have is huge. Absolutely. And we undersell ourselves. Absolutely. This, this guy had no use of his legs, Absolutely. and he drug himself. To church because it meant so much to him to That's learn right. about God. Absolutely. And look what God's done Absolutely. with and for him. Holy yeah. moly. <laughs> right. It's in his story is incredible. And here, like you had said, uh, so tell tell us again. He has been part of planting. He was, how tra- many he was trained by World Outreach Ministry Foundation. He went yes. to Bible school. The Bible school was on a hill and he would drag himself up the to hill. Bible school. Wow. He would put his feet in boots and he had pads, flip flops for his hands. <laughs> and he excelled in school, a man of faith, a man of power, uh, had no wheelchair. Now he has a wheelchair. He travels the world. He's here raising money for a fantastic building he's building, but he's building the kingdom of God in Rwanda, and I'm so honored to be able to come and join him for three days. Oh, wow. We're going to talk and plan the trip tomorrow morning at 7.30. Can other people uh, contribute to this effort? Absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, then may I give them your number so they can contact you? You can do that. And I would, I would say this. As much as money... If there are people out there and God is speaking to their heart and they're unsure, but they would like to take the next step and really don't know what the next step is, I would entertain coffee, no agenda, just to encourage them to step out and be obedient to the Great Commission, and that is to go. To go, yeah. That's for all of us. Oh, I agree, totally. Amen. I think Jesus said, come and see. So Yeah, yeah he did. Come he and said, see. Come and see. And the thing is, when we, when we choose to come and have coffee with Merit— <laughs> <laughs> or just, you know, just entertain the idea of what God might be speaking to your heart because he will radically change your life. I, I know being on the mission field in any way, we've, we've done several mission trips, and oh my goodness, it literally, it, because it takes you out of your Western cultural crap, there's no yeah. other way to say that, and puts you in real with him 
and you have a new perspective on who he is and what he's all about. And, and again, what, you know, we are strong when we are weak. When we admit our weakness and we yield it Amen. all to God, he absolutely creates strength like never before. And the words that always come to me, that's always part of the Great Commission, where Jesus says, Lo, I am with you always, even to the yes, end of the age. Yes. If you want to feel the presence of Jesus, go someplace where you're out of your comfort zone a little bit. He'll make you or very, a lot. <laughs> he will make you very comfortable because the peace of God is there in such an amazing way. Yes, it is. And I, I just, I'm I, so thankful for my daughter again. Yes. Got me off the dime. And there are a lot of people that are hearing my voice today. Then you need to get off the dime. Take the next step, even if it's a baby step. I'm buying coffee, by the way. <laughs> well, I let me give you let me give you all out there his phone number because he is a word of he is a man of his word and he will he'll make good on this. So Merritt Hunt at two zero six, go get your pencils and pens. Two zero six four nine six seven three one one. Again, that's two zero six four nine six. 7311. I know you've heard that number before because he's so beautifully sponsored uh, the show and had a commercial here when he was doing his May trip. And guess what? He's on the road again. And what's so cool about you, Merritt, is that here you are. You've, you've taken good care of your family with your financial services. He is uh, a great guy that way. So contact him for that as well. But your heart is one, ever since I've known you, your heart is so tied up in helping people know the truth and helping people really, and again, my show is all about helping people step into their excellent best with God. That's so your heart. Mm -hmm. That is so your heart, which is why I so appreciate you and Megan and Andrew and Thank your you. whole family and what you're about. You're about making that difference that only God can implant in you specifically, uniquely to make the difference you make. Mm -hmm. Megan, will, she makes her differences all the time mm -hmm. in the people that, that and, and her heart and, and her gifts. I mean, we all are unique, mm -hmm. but we all have a part to play. And mm -hmm. God so beautifully hooks us up. Absolutely. Sometimes it's so out of the blue, and like you said, you know, here your daughter wanted to go go to Africa, and God had been kind of speaking to your heart, but that pushed you. Mm -hmm. And that yeah, put me over. yeah, and I know our eldest daughter got to go to Russia uh, three times as well because of God pushing us over, and it it extended into her heart, and and it just I, it's so cool how God works. You know, we thought we were supposed to go for a year, and and. Then God said, yeah, yeah, I want you to go raise the money and everything. And you think you're going for a year, but I'm going to change it up on you at the last minute. <laughs> and he did. And, you know, it was one of those things where you, you're running 90 miles an hour and you hit the brick wall and you bounce back and you go, wait a minute. What was that? I know I heard you. I know I was following you. What's up with the brick wall, right? Well, the brick wall was his only way of turning my husband and I, because we are really high impact people that go 90 miles an hour, and he's got to use very, you know, uh, very strong means to get yeah. us to turn. So that brick wall of our house not selling was was the turning point for us that made us turn and say, okay, what what now? What right? Plan B. Right. 
And plan B was that we would go, but we would not go for a year. We would actually go three or four or five, actually it turned out six different times because our daughter went three of them and we went three. <clears throat> but we reached more people for, for Jesus in a, in a very special way than we ever would have in that year. So, I mean, I love how he works. We didn't know that the program had changed. We didn't know that we were really going to do more the way he had it set up than what we thought. But we were trusting him. And again, I love the brick walls in life because you bounce back and the only way you can look is up because you're laying flat on your back looking up. (laughs) But but you look up and you say, okay, um, you know, just because you have no clue at that point. So you've got to listen. Yeah. You know, Carol, if we're born again, Mm -hmm. if we've received the spirit of the living God and Jesus Christ is living in us, Christ in us, the hope of glory, you've got to have an outlet to give out love. You just can't, you know, so many Christians get bored with the Lord because they're just going through the motions. You have to have an outlet to give out. Yes. And, uh, you know, I have always found out if it's a hunting trip or a fishing trip, go with somebody who's gone before. Absolutely. And that's when I went with World Outreach Ministry Foundation, when I went with Daniel King, when I went with Nate Tanner. I'm going with people that have gone before. Yep. And I can just, I can ride the the shirt tails of their success, and I can learn from them. I can be mentored by them. And uh, I can't say enough about, when you're doing a trip, go with somebody. Go with somebody that's gone before. Yeah, so... uh, Partner with people. That's the iron sharpens iron principle. Iron sharpens iron (laughs) principle. Absolutely. We're going to take another quick break and come right back, okay? Okay. So do come right back with us. All right. God's excellence in you. That special touch of God's excellence in you. That special touch of God's excellence in you. Have you experienced a lot of anti-aging claims with no results? Do you struggle with brain fog? Can't find your keys? Do you have low energy at times? I invite you to experience a revolutionary breakthrough anti-aging skin and brain technology with the one and only Brenda Lee, your go-to anti-aging professional. Please call her at 206-769-1700. Again, 206-769-1700. FLCC or Family Life Community Church is a great church where they love God, love people, and love life. FLCC is a family church where friends are family and family is first. Join them this Sunday at 9 a.m. or 10.30 a.m. And remember, there's children's ministry from 0 to 6th grade. They are located at 1925 South 341st Place in Federal Way, Washington. Or fl-cc.com. Have you ever wanted a second chance to make a great first impression? Have the jitters taken you out when speaking publicly to a crowd or even a few people? Would you like to know more how to present with confidence and presence? I invite you to go to that special touch of excellence.coachesconsole.com to receive a free gift and click on the products to register for the transformational program that suits you best. I look forward to working with you to make you shine with brilliance. That special touch of God's excellence. 
Having a wonderful conversation with Merritt Hunt, missionary. Actually, he's a financial advisor, dude, and I just love him to pieces. And his son Andrew is here with Hello. him. Yes, and um, and of course his wife Megan is such a, a dream. She's just a doll. I love her to pieces. And she's got a fabulous voice. And she's teaching English as a second language. And she's been developing her voice with me for the last uh, year year and a half and I tell you it's been so cool to see what God's done with Megan and um, again you know I like to take credit for the transformation but it's really not me it's God in the people I'm working with and just helping them understand God's ways and how he put our physiology together to help them really release that voice and uh, it's just it's so cool so we were talking with you Merritt and you were so beautifully talking about the privilege of going abroad. And it's all about that church unleashed. You know, it just brought to my mind the concept of church unleashed because the church unleashed is about us coming together as a church to love on each other and uh, learn and grow, but be equipped to be our unique selves out in the world church unleashed, not sucked in, right? Not hanging out. We're not to be uh, reservoirs. We are to be vessels. Exactly. And, uh, or, or conduits. So we are church unleashed. We go out in the world to make a difference. Amen. In our local world and in our worldwide world. You know, Jesus told us to go out. Yes. You know, and um, there's so many hurting people. And as we reach out, as we touch people, I'm seeing, I'm seeing, uh, reaching out, touching people, mm. believing God's going to reach out, touch them, heal them, expressing and demonstrating the love of God. Most people don't realize that God loves them. Yes. God cares for them. And we're in a kind of an unchurched area right here. So we've got to go out. We've got to touch them. We've got to realize that we're serving a good God that wants to reach out, touch them, heal them, save them and not kind of stroke one another in church Sunday after Sunday without going out and giving out what we've received Right so on. I noticed you have a scripture pulled up. Would you share that with us? Yeah, I, you know, the whole purpose of, of the church and ministry gifts is that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men, by the cunning craftiness and deceitfulness plotting. But we're to speak the truth in love. May we grow up in all things unto him who is the head of the church, from Paul's writings to Ephesians chapter 4, verses 14 and 15. God gives ministers, ministry gifts, for the equipping of the body of Christ, not just to stay in church and pat one another on the back, but to go. Right. And we're commanded right. to go. And be, go and be who you are. You know, you don't have to. In fact, I really help teach this principle. You don't copy a holy person to be holy. You go straight to God. In other words, we don't don't copy other people. Go and be who you are. Yeah. Be real. I used to I loved um Joyce Landorf and her work because she spoke and she wrote, but she was all about being real, not religious, but real. And yeah. I love that. 
because it's in that process that the same kind of different as me movie where it's a true story of people loving other people in Christ Jesus. Loving them is how people change. Loving them. And, yes. and, and we're not to copy something. When I go, Mm-mm. I'm not going to go and uh, do medical stuff because I don't know nothing about medical. Yeah, I'm not going to go and build houses and build places because I don't. I'm not. That's. I'm going to go right. and speak. I'm going to go and teach. That's what I'm called to do. But a lot of times you compare yourself with somebody else. Sure. But our gifts are so unique. Yes, they are. And so different, just like our fingerprints. Mm-hmm. So we all have something from teaching to to administration, to orphans taking care of kids. We Mm. all have something we can offer on a mission field. Big time. And Andrew, I'm going to play a cut, but you had something you wanted to say. Oh, yeah. I just think sometimes when we look up to people, we forget that other people look up to us. Absolutely. Oh, Mm. big time. You you got it. I'm going to play a cut because it's so so my heart and so your heart, Merritt. A cut from my... uh, one of the last albums I did, sure. and it's called For All the World. Oh, boy. Let them all hear. This is For All the World. It's a gift from me to you. Jesus 
And I'm going to come back in here at this time because I want to for sure give you the number for Mr. Merritt Hunt, 206-496-7311. Again, that's 206-496-7311. I want to encourage you to go out and make the difference you can make. Merritt, thank you. Thank you for being with us today. Great to be with you, Carol. God bless you. So until next Sunday, God bless you. Bye-bye.